My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA, located in California. Our website is rpusa.org. Our telephone number is 602-805-7000. I am so excited to have our returning guest. His name is Ruben Young. He's a Republican congressional candidate out of District 23 in South Florida, which covers uh, Broward County, a little bit of Broward County, and a little strip of... Uh, Miami-Dade County, the Miami Beach area. And uh, so, Ruben, good morning. How are you doing? Uh, good morning, Rick. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure being back on. I really enjoy every time I have the opportunity to uh, be uh, interviewed by you. Uh, thank you for always being so kind and gracious and a good hostess and bringing me back so I could continue to talk to your listening audience as we move towards Taking back the house again. My name is Ruben Young. I'm a congressional candidate, and I'm taking on Debbie Wasman Schultz in 2022 Congressional District 23. And I thank you for having me on. Well, I appreciate you being the top guest that we have because you know your information very well. You are well versed in in the subject matter in terms of uh, running for office and all the uh, the rules and the laws of it. And I actually told someone that you you could be in this election process and, and these rules and laws you could be almost like a federal judge so did i did i, did I pump it up too much well i mean you know that, that you, you're speaking prophecy you're speaking things into existence and this is why i really appreciate the fact that uh, you see uh, the effort that i'm putting into this race uh and I just thank you for even saying that. That's the high honor you put at the highest esteem uh, possible by referring me to, uh, you know, being a judge. Uh, you never know how God lay, lay out the card. So I'm just going to claim it in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we got two big topics to talk about. One is bigger than the other. And I'm not sure which one is bigger than the other because both of them are big, Ruben. So the first one, let's talk about this uh this redistricting the district 23 and uh you know you told me that there's a proposal out there it's not set in stone yet there's a proposal that's out there about uh, redistricting your district which includes uh, a lot of broward county and a little strip of miami-dade county primarily uh miami beach can you uh just talk about in general why is redistricting done just for people to, to know you know why they hear about it all the time but they may not know why it's done can you please explain why it is done okay so every 10 years uh federal mandate requires a review of a service area this is why they call it redistricting it's a review of the service area that is based upon the impact of a population population growth so when the uh, when there's more people in a particular boundary. And I think right now, the congressional district, I think consists of about 400,000 to 700,000 people. And these people require uh, resources. They require, uh, you know, uh, aid, uh, money, so the district can, can continue to operate like a miniature business. So you have your congressional representative who's supposed to, you know, uh, be able to uh, represent on the federal level uh, in our House or Senate represent the people that's within those boundaries. So every, every 10 years, you have to 
take a look at your population growth. And then you have to look at your service area and how many people are in your district. So if the district has uh, grown or uh, is now overflowing in, within that 10 year uh, uh, expansion, then the uh, state go, go to the table and they start redrawing the line so, they, so no one is left behind. So everyone can have fair representation. And this is what a congressional representative does. He, you know, he or she provides that representation within that district for those who are in a particular boundary. So now we are in, uh, I think this is the year that all the lines are being redrawn. All the lines are looking at the population growth. This is why the census report is important because it helps within those boundaries determine how the lines are going to uh, be drawn and or, or not drawn. Sometimes you do have uh, maps that's being proposed. And I want to encourage your listening audience that they are involved in the process. They can submit their own map. You know, you can involve yourself in the political process. And, and if you know how uh, to look at these reports, if you know how to uh, to uh, look at the tracks and the, and look at how the, the land is being uh, surveyed or, or not surveyed, if you understand uh, where people are in a district and they're not citizens or not, all those things are important. So relatively, if a person wants to, you know, get involved in the uh, the redrawing of the lines, they can get in contact with their state representative, their state senate, because the Constitution puts the redrawing of the lines in the hands of our state. And so right now, they are redrawn by district. Uh, from what I'm hearing, I was in Tallahassee. I had an opportunity to listen to the hearing where they was now talk, discussing the uh, redrawing of the congressional lines and, 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 and listening to that hearing and watching what they was doing, they're now proposing to cut Miami-Dade County out of District 23. Now, that's just a proposal, and they're now looking at pushing Congressional District 23 into Broward County, and giving uh, currently Debbie Washington Schultz uh, look like the advantage because the people uh, who are in that district are very affluent people in the Broward County area, which is nothing wrong with having influence or, or nothing wrong with having money or being wealthy. It's just the mere fact that you want to have a person who is fair in their representation, regardless of a political party, regardless of whether you're Democrat or Republican. A representative is just that. You represent the interests of the district. You represent the interests of the people who are in that district. So now, if they do that, and that with that particular plan, in parts of Miami-Dade County would be unrepresented unless they're going to create a new boundary line, a new district, so it could continue to serve those persons, or those those voters in the Miami Beach area, the uh, Aventura area, the Surfside area, uh, and so on and so forth as we move closer to the uh, county line, where, you know, you, this district currently is both Miami-Dade County and Brown. Like you said, it's a small, a, a little script. In, in uh, Dade County, then there's a big piece when you get combined uh, the Broward County. Uh, you have Sunrise, you have Davie, Dania, uh, Hollandale, uh, you have parts of Pompano Beach. You know, you, you have Weston. You have those uh, type people in the uh, uh, in those type cities in Broward County. So, you know, we, we just want to make sure that folks are not disenfranchised. We just want to make sure that whoever gets the, uh, whoever represents 
be the representative because you there to represent Gary Watson Schultz has been in office since 2004 and I have not seen anything that she's done but she yet she constantly keeps getting elected 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 and she don't provide any service she doesn't represent you and she don't represent me she doesn't represent me but yet here she gets elected year in and year out now I think that uh, in terms of how these districts are going to be redrawn this was certainly if the proposed plan that they have now it was fairly go into her favor so she could continue doing nothing uh, in District 23. So, so, so this this is why redistricting is important. We also have to determine whether the people in the district are legal citizens versus illegal citizens. And those, based on the census report, this is why those numbers are equally important. Citizenship is equally important because the amount of money that this government collects is there to assist those citizens who pay their taxes, legal taxes, who do what they are required to do uh, in this uh, country and yet feel they need to reap the reward that comes from their hard work and their hard effort. So this is why I believe that if you are a, a part of the process, look at these maps. You can go online, FloridaRegistering.com. Take a look at the proposed maps. Let them know how you feel about this process. And also, if you want, you can also submit a map to either the House Redistricting Committee or the Senate Redistricting Committee. I think they call it reapportionment committee. But be as it may, I want to encourage everyone to please, to please get involved with how these lines are being drawn and don't let them uh, come up with what they think is the best plan. Because the best plan may not be the best plan. It may not be the best plan for you or may not be the best plan for me and it may not be the best plan for our, our, our children or our seniors. It may not be the best plan for our small business owner. It may not be the best plan for parents. So we need to now start looking at how these lines are being drawn. Because you only get a one shot right now. And then you have to wait another 10 years. And you don't know what type of uh, 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 adversities or deep, uh, diversities that would take place in how these uh, lines are drawn that impact our citizens. Okay. Okay. So um, my my next question regarding redistricting, do you think there's any political shenanigans involved? Because as I'm finding out in your district and your in your South Florida areas, man, there's all you know that song by the Spinners called "Games People Play." <laughs> it yeah, seems yeah, like I remember that the game. It was a song. It was a song it called a "Game song. People Play." Game and it, People and Play. Should, yeah. And it, and it should have. It should be political games that people play but do you think there's any political shenanigans being that uh like you said broward county and that you know if you, if you if you add more broward county to to that district it's a little bit more affluent compared to i mean you know this across the county it's you know there's less pockets of, of poverty in broward county than there is in, in, in miami Dade. do you think there's any political motivations to 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 change the boundaries of district 23 well there's always games there's always rumors of play you know i, I had i heard in this particular instance that debbie washman shows herself made a request to have the district pushed into broward county because she didn't want to take any chances with the amount of votes i received i received last year when i ran for clerk of court i received about two hundred seventy-eight thousand and eighty-eight votes that's a lot of people that know that knows me. That means I have 
just as much name ID as this, as she does. She receives in the district 228,000 votes. So I'm a more viable candidate. Whether I have the five million or the six million dollars that she has because of the fact that this is how Democrats play. They put a lot of money in these races and they hopefully they think they can scare you. But I'm not, I'm not about money. I'm about the cause. As I said in your other uh, program, I'm about the cause, not the cause. I'm not like Carla Spalding. Carla Spalding is in the race because she has to get paid. Because with the money that she raised, she paid herself a great salary with the amount of money that she brings into her campaign. I'm not about that. But, but there's always uh, these incumbents trying to protect themselves when they come to a changing of the guard, a changing a district, or changing a, a boundary line. They're always trying to look out for their turf because they are in it because they have to get paid. And they don't want to discontinue the money that they bring in on an annual basis because, you know, as a congressional representative, that salary is about two hundred some thousand dollars. Now, Debbie been there since two thousand and four. Never asked them, and we don't have other redistricting of these these boundary lines. And she never asked that question before. She never once touched the district. But now, because she has somebody in there that's not afraid of the money that he or she can raise, not afraid of the money that Carlos Falling, who is a professional campaigner, been at this since two thousand and five, and never once put her money into winning these elections. Now you have these lines and these supervisors of elections doing everything they can to protect these incumbents, especially like a person allegedly like Christina White or allegedly like, like Joe Scott up there in Broward. They're behind the scenes. They want to ensure that now they have an opportunity to protect their turf. And both of these supervisors of elections are Democrats. Christina White, I believe, was a Democrat. I can be wrong. And I know that I know for a fact that Joe uh, Joe Scott up there in Broward is a Democrat, and he's going to do everything he can to protect, protect this incumbent like Debbie Watson show. They don't care whether she's doing anything or not. They don't care if, she, if she's not giving the adequate and proper representation of the people that's in that district. When you have small businesses that suffer, when you have seniors that suffer, when they're trying to force uh, children to wear masks, and I thank God for what uh, Governor DeSantis did. He's now have he now have a, a an order uh, uh, saying that there's no force mandates in Florida. So you know we, we all there's always pushback. There's always pushback. Whatever a Democrat does, and right now the the, the the Democratic Party have not changed with their shenanigans. They have not changed with the games that people play because they are they're in it to win it at all costs. It's just the Republicans. We have to catch up to that kind of thinking to win at all costs and, and to support the candidates that's offering themselves. I hear people say to me all the time, now we're, we're doing these lines. Well, do you think that you can win? Well, I say to them, do you think that we can win? Because I'm just offering myself, offering the best of me. But this is not my race. This is our race. So if, if I lose, you lose. If they, if they redraw these lines, with the games that they play behind the scenes, because you got to realize the people that's making these decisions are people that live in the communities with us. They're making these decisions based on our consent to allow them to govern us. You know, the Constitution says that those that govern us, they're governed by those that give them their consent. And we give them their consent by our vote, vote voting for them. So that means they work for us. And we don't like something. 
If we don't like a process, or we don't like the way they're doing this redistricting, then we can get involved. The people can get involved and come up with their own map. And in the end, if there is a dispute, we take it to the Florida State Supreme Court and we let them uh, decipher this this conflict. Because right now, they're proposing to push, take away, and disenfranchise a lot of Hispanic voters that's in uh, Miami-Dade County, especially in the Miami Beach area, and they're getting ready to impact a lot of black voters in Miami Beach or Miami-Dade County with the, with the proposed plan just to protect Debbie Washington Show, just to ensure that, there, that there's no disruption in their agenda because if that seat goes to me, they know that there will be a disruption in their socialist agenda in their communist agenda. They know that there will be a, di- a disruption because I'm not running because of money. I'm running because of the cause, because I don't have to get paid. I'm in it to make a difference, and I'm gonna make a difference whether I'm in that seat or not. I've never went to sleep, I've never slept on, this, on, on the call. So I'm gonna constantly, continually be involved, no matter which way that district goes. I hear you, I hear you. And uh, just some little side notes about what I know, because I got relatives that live in the area. Uh, some people who work in Miami-Dade live in Broward and vice versa. So that that's like, uh, you know, just because you 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 live or you you live in Broward doesn't mean you vote in, in Broward. Perhaps you, you, you cross the county line and you're in Miami-Dade plus redistrict, redistricting or not. Uh, I think you're going to do well because the current political climate it's not in favor of, of Democrats. You see a lot of people uh, fleeing the Democrat Party for the Republican Party because of the events that happened in the here. last two years. Uh, things like, uh, you know, the, the, the election uh, stolen from Trump, these uh, communists. And I'm glad you use the word communist, man, because you and I, we're going to push this this communist thing uh, a lot in, the, in these next uh, 10 months. We're going to push this a lot because this is this is exactly what it is. So you have a lot of uh, uh, Democrat voters, uh, blacks, Hispanics, you know, Haitians, you know, people Amen. of different, uh, you know, cultures that came to America for their life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And they're not seeing it uh, staying in the, in the Democrat party. In fact, they're seeing it taken from them as as Democrats. And see, the last thing I want to say about this before we move on to the uh, next subject is uh, the current administration has a 30 to 38 percent approval rating and his vice president, which was my former San Francisco attorney general, Miss Harris. She has a whopping 28 percent approval rating. So so all the cards are stacked up against the Democrats. But we do know that they are a, a nefarious group of people. And their overall goal is to sink the economy. So they are happy until we can, you know, Republicans can come together. And I'm glad you said that this election is not about Rubin winning. It's about the people winning. And I think we talked about that. And I, maybe I need to do another podcast with you to let the people know that, I mean, it could, you know, Rubin, you know, in the, in the front, but it's really the 800,000 people in the district where, where this is most important. So um, the next subject I want to run, I want to uh, go to. You mentioned this person, Carla Spalding. 
and I don't know who she is. I've seen some some pictures and some videos. I'm not sure who she is, but you mentioned her name. So, and you have talked about a, a citizenship concern. Now, this citizenship concern, you know, it's 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 nothing that I know about, but it's something that you are concerned about. And uh, can can you please talk about why citizenship running for Congress is not important? It's it's a legal issue. Okay, so let's let's deal with that issue. Let's let's deal with this Carlos Spalding. Uh, when Carlos Spalding ran, I believe in 2015, he ran as a Democrat. That was one time she ran. Then the next time she ran, I believe she ran as an independent. So none of those two things worked for her. Because you know, when she ran, she ran in another district, I think a District 21. And she doesn't even live in this district. And she ran a house uh, in Hollandale this time. And the last time she ran that house, uh, an apartment, another place, last time. But she lived in Wellington, in a nice big old home, because I pulled it up. And I looked at it. You know, you can go to property appraisal. You can take a look at properties that uh, people own. I mean, she owns houses. She owns cars. Uh, she owns businesses. I mean, she just used, and this is my opinion, but she utilized the money in these races to create a lifestyle. I mean, the campaign reporting to that she raised a million dollars, but she pays herself a healthy salary uh, so she can keep up that image, that image of celebrity that image, that, that glamorous uh, image, you know. So I don't think that she's in it to win it. Uh, I know that she's a Jamaican-born uh, uh, citizen. Uh, I call that foreign-born citizen. The values of, of other people in other countries are different than the values that we have here. I, I'm born in America. I, I'm born in America. And I think that's important because the Constitution under the Citizenship Clause prohibits a non-citizen from occupying seats of importance, occupying seats that can compromise the integrity of the United States of America and, 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 and compromise the integrity of the operation of our state because of the fact that there can be some foreign influences. So the Constitution gives me a duty as a citizen of this country to ask those type questions, which I've asked her when I first got in the race. I got in the race around January or February. She got in the race around March or April after she heard that I had got into the race. And, and she know I just came off a campaign where I got, I received way more votes than she received. She received about 158,000 votes to my 278,000 votes. So she knows and everyone else knows that I'm a vibe candidate. But citizenship is important. And we don't ask these questions as, as Americans. We don't ask these questions enough. Are you a citizen of the United States? They want to keep us divided by saying, are you Democrat, Republican? But the real question should be non-citizens versus citizens. So if Carlos Spalding is not a citizen of the United States, because I asked for a copy of her nationalization papers because she said that uh, she uh, received her nat she got naturalized. So I asked her, I said, can you provide me with a copy of your papers? Because I don't want this to be an issue. Because I'm here to vehemently protect and defend the Constitution of these United States of America. So as an American first candidate, I cannot, I can not close my eyes and ask the question, are you a citizen? Because your website said that you were born somewhere else. And I know, a lot of people may not know, but for those that know, I know that you cannot run 
for any of these offices in Congress, or you can not even run as president or vice president if you are a non-citizen or naturalized citizen. That's what the Constitution says for presidency and vice presidency. And this is why I think that citizenship is important, because Kamala Harris... She's not a natural-born citizen of these United States. She are, she's a naturalized citizen of these United States. So if she's a naturalized citizen of these United States, she cannot be vice president. She must be a natural-born citizen of these United States. And that's what the Constitution said. I didn't write that document. It was written over 200 years ago. But I'm foolish enough to believe that the Constitution is our foundation. It's the, the Constitution is the rule of law. And if that Constitution stands correct, then Carla Spaulding, she's not a citizen, she cannot run for this seat. And I'm not saying that as opposed to being out of any fear, because I don't think that she can beat me. If, he, if she wasn't raising the money to pay the people to do her bidding, because you never see her stand for anything. You never see her speak out on anything. I've been out here over 30 years, and I didn't know who that woman was. You have to know those that labor amongst you. That's what the good book says. I've never seen her stand or speak out or take positions on anything. She's not a, 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 a national leader, but yet she can get out here and raise all this money. And the question to me is, how is she doing that? How can a person that you never see raise the kind of money that she raised? And I can tell you what I think. I think that she's working with the Democratic Party. I think that she's working to help keep Debbie Wasserman Schultz in so the money can keep flowing. This is what I think. Now, I can be wrong. But this is what I think that she's doing. She's, she's mobilized the emotion of the people in our party because she pays a lot of the club presidents. She pays a lot of the Republican members to get out there and bust their butt on her behalf but they don't know, and I don't know why they're doing that. I have a track record. I work for the Florida House of Representatives. I help rep bills. I help write laws. I help serve in a, a, uh, in a district. I resolve citizens' complaints. She doesn't have the same background. She serves in the Navy. So citizenship is the point. You can serve in the military and not be a citizen of the United States. But one of the things that, the, uh, that happens when you are, are in the military you get special considerations in applying for your citizenship with the uh, uh, Immigration Nat uh, Naturalization Service, INS. They will give you special considerations for serving in the military and help you speed up the process for your citizenship. But that's not an automatic, uh, automatic giving of you serving in the military and then becoming citizen of the United States. You must apply with, through receiving a special consideration which I looked that up, you receive a special consideration if you serve in the military. But that's not an automatic citizenship, and you, have, you must apply like everybody else. So that's why I asked uh, her and any other candidate, or uh, Omar, I asked her, was she a citizen of the United States? I mean, those things I feel proud to ask because I'm here. I am not a hypocrite. I'm not a sellout. I'm not going to tell you one thing and do another. I'm here to protect and seriously, vehemently defend the Constitution of these United States. So help me God. That's the oath that I'm going to take, and that's the oath I'm going to take. So let me just be clear. So you're so basically you're saying that a person that 
uh, was born in a different country, if they served in the military, and they got the paperwork correct, then they can uh, serve as a, as a congressional member. Is that is that part correct? Yeah, but the Congress, you can be a natural born or naturalized. But when it comes it, to serving it. as president and vice president, you must be a natural born. That Those positions are only to people that was, uh, are natural born, not naturalized. But you can run for Congress uh, having papers that says you are naturalized. And you, have, <laughs> and you have to serve seven years, seven years in this country. You have to be seven years in this country as a citizen. Seven gotcha. years as a citizen. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the, I guess the question is, uh, you know, is that is has that been is uh, Miss Miss Spalding's paperwork has it been completed? That's really the question. So, I mean, I, you know, so I mean, I'm not sure how you could find out. Uh, well, kind of remind me I, that I, I we have a letter. I wrote a letter, or I wrote a letter, and I just got to send it off to the Department of Homeland Security. I'm writing, uh, asking for freedom of information, freedom of information to get this information because she refused to uh, qualify. She refused to provide me with that information because she don't think she has to. So I'm, I'm going to go to the Department of Homeland Security and I'm writing to the Secretary of State as well as to the INS office. Uh, and I'm going to make a freedom of information request so I can get that information because that's important. We want to make sure that any candidate runs and wins, that they are in these re- these positions for the right reason and that they have good intentions. This is not about politics. This country is now falling into the hands of socialists and falling into the hands of communists. And if we're talking about being American first candidates, then we have to act like American first candidates and we have to protect and we have to protect the line, take the line, hold the line. And I'm definitely gonna hold the line since Miss Baldwin won't do so. Gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, if I'm hearing you correct, you have already asked for this paperwork. I mean, in, in a in a professional level, you said, "Hey, you know, you know, I just want to make sure I'm running against someone who's a, uh, a a naturalized citizen, has completed the paperwork, born, you know, person born in a different country, and uh, you've made that request, and you haven't gotten any response." Yeah, I'm in the process of making that request. I typed no, I'm the letter out to the candidate. Not... To the candidate, you have, you've made that request to the candidate. Oh yes, yes. And you haven't gotten any, any response. No, not at all. He's ignored. She yeah. has been ignoring that request. Well, I just say, you know, as a as a as an American citizen myself, and if you know, and I do have roots there in in the 305 and the 954 Dania Beach, to be exactly. Um. If I were living there, I would like to know for damn sure that the person that was potentially representing my area is an American citizen or a naturalized citizen. Because I know people come from different places from around the world and they come to the United States and the majority of people, you know, they become they they, they are they, they become acclimated to uh, to the American way of life, they're they're coming because they want to be good American citizens, and uh, they, and they do all the things they need to do to become American citizens. In fact, I have relatives, um, you know, both from Haiti on my on my father's side of the family, and from Cuba on my mother's side of the family, 
that, uh, you know, I mean, they've been here a long time, but, you know, some of them don't even speak Spanish, nor do they speak Patois. But I just want to say that, um, you know, the trend that we're seeing, especially in different parts of the country, we're seeing people who are just coming across and they're bringing their their native born uh, not cultures, but their the philosophies of what they want America to look like, and not what the the founders of this country uh, saw America and how they wrote the Constitution, so America could could operate on that on that document called we we call the U.S. Constitution. So, uh, any closing comments there, Mr. Ruben Young? Well, I'm asking everyone to consider my campaign. My campaign is a real campaign. It's a hundred percent grassroots campaign. I'm here. I wasn't born with a, a spoon, silver spoon in my mouth. But the question of citizenship, it is equally important. Your listeners need to know. The United States only have jurisdiction over citizens. They don't have jurisdiction over non-citizens. Because when a non-citizen commits a crime, the Constitution says that they must be, uh, be deported to face the, uh, face the injuries of the crime that they committed over here. That means that now they're subjected to their rules of law. We don't know what their rules of law their rules of law are. So that's why I'm talking about citizenship. I'm talking about having those, uh, eradicating those foreign influences over America, those socialist uh, influence, those communist influence. So if I'm elected, you put me in that seat, you're going to get somebody that's going to represent you to the best of his ability, that's going to stand on that constitution, that's going to fight for our seniors, fight for our small businesses, fight for our parents and our children and fight for our borders and make sure that our communities and neighborhoods are safer and secure. So this is why I'm running. I'm not running with a, a, an agenda. Oh, yes, I am. I'm running with a, an agenda. I'm running with the people's agenda. It's called the we, the people agenda. I don't run uh, under no makeup because, you know, campaigning to me, is, you know, it's is, is not a celebrity contest. It's not a beauty contest. You know, and people say that I look like a frog with a hat on. I know that to be true because, I, hell, I don't look good with lipstick or with a wig. But I'm running as a frog, and a frog in their acronym is fully reliant on God. I'm fully reliant on God to see me through so I can get and join the fight in protecting this country. So my name is Ruben Young. My website is R Young for Congress. Please go to that website. Please donate. And please subscribe. And let's win in 2022. All right, Ruben Young, Republican congressional candidate for District 23, whatever those boundaries may look like in the future. Uh, he's he's the man, and uh, you got a lot of following. I just can't wait to uh, let you know in, in a few more weeks uh, the type of uh, people who will who will support you um, more. And uh, anyway, keep keep your chin up as always. Uh, you were born a fighter, and, and you are a fighter today. So uh, we will talk. Uh, in, a, in a few days and uh, we got a lot of things to work on uh, to move forward so thanks a lot for your time this morning Mr. Ruben Young have a great day thank you Rick and thank you to your listening audience have a good day All right. bye bye